sort of corporate, highly educated. It's more of a, there's um, poor black, then there's the old Italian neighborhood, which is more middle class, working class. Then there is this huge population of refugees that have come in from Bhutan, um, largely Bhutan, Bhutanese and Southeast Asian in the last 10 years. Okay, so that's kind of the scene of the neighborhood. And what I would say I hear the most of that prevents someone from starting a business is access to capital. Okay. Um, yeah, that's like the hands down number one thing. In terms of the physical aspect or the infrastructure in the place, what would you need for these places to be, for these businesses to be successful? Okay, so I think part of it is, this is a perception, yeah. so it doesn't mean it's fact, Correct. I guess. But, um, like I think there are a lot of housing so North Hill I couldn't say this but it's really similar to Middlebury as a rust belt city whose population has been declining there's a lot of vacant housing okay. so housing stock in Akron is turning 100 years old so housing the buildings along the street the buildings are old mm -hmm. um, some of them have been empty for a while which means in order to occupy that place there's a lot of work that is going to have to go into it to make it um, functional and presentable okay if that makes sense mm -hmm. I think as far as the street like in my in my view the North Hill Better Block was my favorite one compared to the two that I went to mm -hmm. um, and I think that's partly because it's so walkable and the residents around that street like behind those buildings it's they walk already and so the people that came to the event there were a lot of people there um, when I was there so what I love, what I thought was really interesting is in being in any of the buildings, there was still just walking into them, even though they were open for this event, you get a sense of this building has been here a while, it would need some work to okay. make it functional. <laughs> interesting, the, the word that you use, like functional, being new, or like uh, being deteriorated. This, when you were there in the banner block, do you think that the design addressed some of these issues? Of course, you couldn't like rebuild a house or like a right. building because it's a temporary project. But do you feel that the design, everything that they put there, addressed some of these issues? And yeah. For example, I mean, I like in my own mind, I think I'm not a. Um, I'm not like artistic in the sense that I can look at a house, like if I'm shopping for a house, right? Mm -hmm. Like I can't go in a house and be like, oh, it could be this or this or this if I just did this and this and this. And so the better block for me, like in imagining that space, um, it was so helpful for me. And I think like I, I went in several of the places, there was a shop, the energy, the number of people walking around, the people sitting out on the sidewalks, like drinking a beer or a coffee or whatever. It was beautiful, like to imagine the place being that alive. Mm -hmm. um, and I think even, so there was one, I think where they were serving some food or beers or something and going in and sitting in that like a little cafe I found myself thinking this is fantastic and I would love because I lived near North Hill and I could have ridden my bike there like on the weekend and so knowing that there isn't that now 
made me want it, that to be there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, how, I guess you kind of answered this, but, but in your view, how did having the opportunity to test this design and to leave this design influence your views of, what the, of the design or what it could be? Uh, I don't think I had imagined it that lively before or any place in North Hills. So you see people walking to some of the shops and some of the, especially the Nepali grocery stores. So you'll mm -hmm. see a lot of the Bhutanese refugee um, community walking to the different grocery stores or the Abbey Ann's is like a secondhand shop. Um, so there's, and then the library and you see a lot of people like around that area. But you never feel like, oh, this is a place that I need to go or be okay. part of. And so I think it, it was like a beautiful imagining of um, everyone was invited in and it, uh, a sense of community. And so I still, when I drive down that street all this time later, think, wow, I wish it was really like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> Which of the, when you were there, was there something that you were thinking, oh, this, that surprised you from the design, that you weren't expecting it to be there in, in a place, and it was, you were like, oh, but I like it. Was there something that you were not expecting to happen in an infrastructure prototype that you thought it was good? I loved the live music outside. Okay. Uh, that was inviting, and so the you and then I did yoga in the empty lot. They held a yoga class okay. at one point, and I do yoga. So a friend of mine and I went and did yoga, and to think like, oh, you could have a yoga class out in this grass in between these buildings in this vacant lot. Like just the idea of using that space was cool. And then I think there was the corner that they had bocce ball. Um, okay. That was a surprise and really cool. Really cool. Like, I loved that. Actually. Did people like it? Did people yeah. use it? Or? Yes, because people were playing bocce ball because it's the old Italian neighborhood. And so to see, like, the old kind of Italian community who had been resettled there, plus the new Bhutanese, plus, like, you know, just American born from the neighborhood. It was a cool mix, and to have like a community game with people drinking and laughing and sitting outside and music playing outside uh, was a surprise. So, from what you said, it sounds like you're saying that it was good to see. It was good to see these this neighborhood bringing out their their, their true identity, which yeah. is a mix of the old Italian, Bhutanese, American. Yes, and there was like a place for all of it. So there's a cafe happening with just like, you know, micro-brewed beer, then bocce ball from the Italian neighborhood. Then there was a pop-up shop inside one of the store, old storefronts, for selling stuff that had been made by refugee women. Um, and so to have to like see where all of these yeah identities fit together and there was a lot of laughter and joy so like the game having like bocce ball out in the street by the cafe by the shop with the nepali stuff meant the way it was set up was just a cool surprise so going off from this how does the prototyping help you see the neighborhood, the infrastructure in the neighborhood? 
Um, it helped me imagine it being walkable, which was really cool because uh, I don't see Akron that way mm -hmm. um, as really walkable, uh, which, which means there was opportunity for connection with people because you're walking past and smiling and saying hi or you're in the shop with somebody or you're running into people. Which makes you feel safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Safe would. Yeah. I felt really safe, and it was like joyful. Yeah. It was also a beautiful sunny day, the day that it happened. Um, I mentioned the the part of safety because oftentimes when we are surrounded by people who are not who don't share tra our traditional culture, there is this feeling of the new, which sometimes can be translated into I don't feel completely comfortable or safe. But you're saying that you had all these different culture-wise, different people or groups of people, and still you said there was a lot of interaction. Yeah, I would say there was a lot of interaction. I mean, I've just like, just kind of, you're running into people that you know, because it's in your neighborhood. And, um, yeah, which brings up an interesting thought in my mind, because in doing refugee resettlement, we talk a lot about public transportation, but the people who are using public transportation, there's a connotation of lack of safety. So when you're riding the bus, who you're riding the bus with as a woman is like, you're going to get hollered at, you're going to, like, it's like, you have to pay attention, you have to be, like, on guard and aware, um, whereas the, so, like, if you were normally walking somewhere, or even riding your bike somewhere, that stuff is going to happen, so you just are on guard, mm -hmm. and I was not on guard, yeah. like, nice. in that way. Was there something that didn't work, that you saw, and you said, like, oh, what a shame, this didn't work, there's... People are not excited about this aspect. They had, like, so they, it seemed to me that the better block, there was, like, the part by the buildings, like this part. And then they had the bike lane and they had it all, they had the bridge shut off. And there was a part of me that thought, I wish they hadn't tried to extend it and they would have just kept it really kind of cozy and close, like mm -hmm. where the buildings were, um, instead of like taking it onto the bridge. Because there was something in my mind that it was like I got a little lost after I walked past all the buildings. I don't know if that makes sense, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, that I, I wished it had just had stopped sooner before the bridge. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, let's get, I want to ask you um, a couple of things about the specific uh, of the design features what, and to see what did you think it brought to the community or to the design about the bike lanes, the buffer bike lanes. What were your thoughts about the bike lanes in this project? I loved that the bike lanes were green. Okay. Um, Why? Because it just made it so clear where they were. And okay. people were riding bikes. Um, and I think when I think about the Middlebury better blocks, they weren't marked as well. And so in the North Hill better block, the way the green was, it just felt you felt like, oh, I really understand what that is and what it's for. I understand as a driver not to drive in it. Mm -hmm. As a biker, I would have felt safer. 
Okay. Yeah, those are maybe the thoughts I have because okay. I love them and I love the idea of them. What did you think of the public plazas? I'm trying to find them here. One of them, I think, was activity field where people, like what you said, did yoga and. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know, was this. It, I think they had some old tires and stuff in them. Yeah, hay bales mm -hmm. and old tires. Yeah, there you go. Uh, what did you think of those? Of the plazas? What did they? Uh, what was their contribution to the project? When I was there, there was there was a Nepali dance group. No. Um, um, I'm trying to think. Can I say this? Can I be really honest? Yeah. There was a part of me with that that it felt slightly janky. Okay. So maybe it's just, I don't know if it's like in my mind what I would would define as like nice or like, oh, this is beautiful. I wish this would happen. It was kind of more like uh, you just knew it was temporary. It was like so obvious that it was temporary. So I didn't, somehow it didn't capture me as much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What do you think that this could have brought up to the design or to this neighborhood if this were real, if this were permanent? What would it do for the neighborhood if it had been permanent? Yeah. I think it would make it feel safer. I think if there were, if there were something in it, so like in my mind I imagine like a spray park what do you like in Cuyahoga Falls they have where the water comes up or pops up or there's like a permanent concert venue um if there was something like that I think it would draw people to it because it's so clear that you know that space is to be used and then okay. if you're seeing people using it then you're gonna want to use it too but if it's there and it's empty and there's nobody there and there's nothing to do there. Mm -hmm. Like I would never go read a book in the space that was used in the North Hill Better Blocks. Like I would never just go there or take my niece there mm -hmm. or whatever, unless there was like some kind of like purposeful, functional thing. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And how about the pop-up shops? That they open. I loved the pop-up shops. I loved the, I think it was the, I don't remember which, what it was, if it was like Stray Dog Cafe, but the brewery, and then um, uh, Tessa Reeves had her shop of, um, what's it called, Neighborhood Neighbors Apparel, and so because it was so connected to the identity of the neighborhood, um, It felt unique, it felt interesting, it felt like I felt proud of it. Okay. Yeah, I felt proud of them and I wish that they were there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And um, there were some markets there that they put to sell. What do you think about that? The markets? Yeah. Like the like neighbors apparel? Yeah. Oh yeah, I wish it was there. Okay. So Uh, now let's move into the next phase after you saw this. 
was there any feedback collection there? Did you provide feedback to the organizers? Was there any like surveys, email, or something that they were collecting from you? I don't remember. There might have been. I know in Middlebury there was a lot, but that's because I was part of the What's Next committee. Okay. Um, in North Hill, I mean, I don't know how directly related it was, but John Ergen. Jurgen, Jurgen, mm-hmm. um, like they formed a CDC. Mm-hmm. So I still don't really know everything there is to know about that, which is interesting because I, we rent so much housing in North Hill for the with the refugee families. I mean, the refugee families rent their own housing, but we find the housing. Um, so how functional that is. Can you ask the question again? <laughs> I, I'm trying to think, because I don't remember taking a survey or getting any emails, but I, was, I feel like I would have or should uh, have. I was just asking if, if they collected feedback. If you, if you have, as you said, provided feedback. If I, it was easy to say, oh yeah, I fill out the survey or... I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, I don't okay. remember. So, the What's Next committee happened because, because of this idea of, oh, this is a good project that came out for two days. We liked it, but, you know, what's next? You know, how are we making this permanent? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the good, the things that we tested for two days, some things work well, some, some things didn't work well, but the things that work well, how are we going to make them permanent? Mm-hmm. So, I want to ask in the What's Next committee two questions mainly. The first one is, how is the, how is the What's Next committee working one, to get the feedback from the community or get the community involved, the, the, everybody in the community, not just the main stakeholders of the community, and how are they connected to the city? That's the first question. So it's interesting because as I'm like thinking about it, I'm thinking about how contingent it is on personality of the people I engage. So I, I mean, I... I know Tina uh, Bode, uh, Boyce, who from Kenmore, mm-hmm. who helped do the Kenmore Better Block, and Angela Chafin Miller, who was also a part of it. And I know that since that Better Block, uh, a lot more people know about First Glance, which is a teen center there. There's a a new like meet live music bar that started right. And that's driven by the people who are there. And I think they use that opportunity to turn something into real life. Then when I think of Middlebury with the What's Next committee, there was already some energy. Then the Better Block brought everybody together in this really practical way, envisioned something, and there's there was such a desire to take the momentum to move forward with it. Um, but it was almost like it just, inc- it was like part of the bigger thing that was already sort of the energy that was already there. It brought something really specific that people could move on from. So with the What's Next Committee in Middlebury, because we're looking at at the potential for this grant, there's community voice as part of articulating what your grant proposal Mm -hmm. submission is. Um, And so I think we were able to, to like, use some energy from the Better Block where we invited residents. We 
very actively a couple of the girls who are really great community organizers in Middlebury really used the better blocks to get feedback from residents and then have continued to like circle back with people who provided that feedback interestingly my favorite better block day was north hill but i to be honest have no idea what's happened since then okay and so it's interesting to me that that for me was the most like uh helped me see it the most better than the middlebury because the middlebury was like mostly in a field with tents and so it it for me was not a great uh, provoking of the imagination for Middlebury, but the people involved are so faithful to the community organizing of it that it was an event used to bring some neighbors out, get feedback, and from that we've really taken it and run with it in with those resident relationships and have like pursued that. Okay. Um, I don't know if the then, North Hill group has or not. And then from you now, what? What's the what are the what are there any indication that the city or any private organization or you guys are are, are any any tangible consequences saying that this is going to become permanent? I guess one of them is having the, the committee created the what's next committee. Yeah. What else? Yeah. So in Middlebury, I mean, was that Cole? His vision already was here for like a community center. He lived, he moved into the neighborhood specifically to be part of revitalizing the neighborhood. He's passionate about Middlebury. Um, and so with the well, uh, has was already the building was purchased, the idea was in place. I think Better Plaque was a part, played a part or a role in kind of bringing some community organizing to fruition. Mm -hmm. So now there's a CDC, there's the What's Next Committee, which is a f actually probably the most functional committee I've been on okay. in Akron. I mean, I'm not on a lot, but like it's so functional and focused. And so pursuing a grant for investing in the community, mm -hmm. uh, we've been really strategic and tactical and met deadlines and have you had any any ideas or initiatives presented to the city formally or informally yes so we have we have a city councilman who attends the what's next committee and um zach and marissa and kyle julian like we've done we collected over 200 surveys we did canvassing we like um to get resident feedback into what a neighborhood plan would be from the residents for the residents and then the what's next committee is recognized by the city And so what we've been talking about is the city is going to point people to the What's Next Committee for anyone who wants to do something in the Middlebury neighborhood. So we've kind of become this almost like a, a little bit of a gateway okay. in some ways um, for the city for investment and development of Middlebury. Okay. And I don't know if, that's, if that has happened in North Hill or in Kenmore. Um, but in Middlebury, it, it has. Yeah, so we've become kind of like 
it's a bit of an, an it's I mean I in my opinion it's like decision making like there is some real authority with the what's next committee there is real connection with residents there's real connection with the city there's a recognition by the city that the committee is there that they know who to point people to that represent Middlebury. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess those were all my questions. Let me check this part. Yeah. So let me save the recording. Um, I don't want to 